Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks for December 18th, 2015, the holiday edition, as it were. I am Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Where does the time go, Jason? I, I don't know. End of the year. Uh, anybody see anything interesting last night? Oh, uh, I hope not. There might be like the last large, massive, uh, full-scale, everybody-in-the-world pop culture moment is currently occurring. That's what they said last time. Well, if this movie sucks, I guarantee you it's the last time, but we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to talk We're going to talk a little bit about this whole Star Wars shenanigans going on, but um, yeah, I'm, well, I'm going in two hours and 15 minutes to go see it myself, so. <laughs> and I will not be going to see it until tomorrow. Uh, but uh, the reviews started flooding the internet as of Wednesday, and don't say like, anything, nothing. I would like to thank the majority <laughs> of the internet or webbers uh, for for not putting spoilers in. But uh, to the some of you that did, f you for putting minor spoilers in the effing title. So it's not even like I clicked on the link; I was scanning headlines and I got some minor spoilers. F you guys. Uh, yeah, that 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 is worthy of an internet cock punch. Totally. This is just, it's just wrong, people. It's just wrong. I don't want to know a damn thing anymore. I don't want anyone to say anything. I am probably, as soon as we uh, publish and I post our, this particular episode, I am shutting down the interwebs for the day. Yeah, I mean, that's where I've been. But then I found, thanks to a uh, friend of the show and voiceover artist, Robert Fogarty, the how to block, or no, the force block, the Star Wars spoiler blocker, which is a Chrome add-on. Yes. That, that will actually stop a page from loading if there are spoilers for Star Wars on it. And it's very well designed as well, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. It's very funny. They use the uh, the correct fonts and everything, so well done. Um, there's also a Lifehacker article about how to block tech rumors and movie spoilers on the web, which goes through many, 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 many different options. Uh, so you can check that out in the show links if you are one of the unfortunates that maybe won't be seeing this until after Christmas, because I know a lot of people, A, didn't think they would have to buy tickets ahead of time, which in general you did, or B, just don't have the time until after they get done with all their family crap. Yeah, and some people have, have have jobs and have to work. We are the lucky ones where we can sneak out here and there. Uh, yeah. The funny thing about that Lifehacker article is I tried to go to it, mm -hmm. and my force block stopped it from opening. Uh, because it probably mentioned Star <laughs> Wars multiple times. Actually, exactly. the entire internet mentions Star Wars multiple times now. You cannot get away from it. So, Yeah, friend of the show Kyle Roderick posted an image of his uh, Twitter block list for the <laughs> next 30 days, and I'm like, good on you, sir. Good on you. 30 it's, days? Yeah, wow. 30 days. Wow, that's impressive. Well, I mean, that's kind of the basic, you can do like a day, a week, I'd go 30 days just to, just because it's going to be annoying for the next 30 <laughs> days, yes. you know, I don't even, I have an Apple watch and I still have a perpetual block on Apple watch news on my Twitter feed. Smart. Yeah. Things like that do just kind of, you just, you don't need that in your life. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. So let's move off of Star Wars, at least for now. I'm sure we'll mention it 17 oh, more we'll times. We'll circle back in a bit. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Um, I randomly had to do a bit of research on celebrity this week, uh, just kind of in general, um, seeing what people are doing in, in different avenues than what I'm used to working in, which is music, uh, particularly older celebs. And I say older, I mean our age. Or okay. a little bit older than us, uh, people that kind of weak. Forties, late forties, early fifties. Yeah, you, you know, you're you're um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's and and that such. The the she's women younger we, than I am. Well, you're old. <sighs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the point being that as I was going through this, uh, basically 
they're these these girls that that we enjoyed as as young men uh, are now enjoyed <laughs> are, now, okay. are now considered vintage celebrities like a fine wine like a fine wine i guess i mean we truly now are old jason well you're, uh, the, you're, the young kids these days have, have basically uh boxed away our our treasured female celebrities and decided that they're grannies uh, <laughs> okay uh yes we're vintage what are you gonna yep. do uh yeah. tiffany Thiessen is 41 years old and she lives in long beach yeah she also has a show on the cooking network which is what all older celebs do apparently at this point well, I need to go get a show on the Cooking Network. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not a celebrity. Never mind. Oh, we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> okay, yes, we shall. Uh, one thing I noticed and I want to rant about a little bit, uh, which because this just seems incredibly stupid. Uh, one of the things that I've started to do for our show notes is when people post things on the book of the face uh, that I think are maybe interesting articles for our show, I'll use that little handy save, save this link for later, right? Okay, yeah. Uh when you when there's a suggested post on, on on the mobile app and and there's an article that's attached to it, for some reason you can't save those articles like you can the ones posted by friends. Oh, you, you know, mean that there's a disconnect in the Facebook UI? Oh, well, so oh, seems, dearie me! <laughs> so ridiculous because wouldn't aren't these people paying? These yes, are they suggested are. Posts in their ads, and you would think that they would want them to be able to be saved. Uh, you would think that. What Jim, the fuck? You would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, you I know, mean, that seems like a massive omission and very stupid. I it still pisses me off that Facebook doesn't use the default share sheet that oh, I know. the rest of iOS uses because I have to go copy link, open pinner, get pinner to open, save the link so then I can put it in the show notes later. If if Again, Facebook just used the default share sheet, I could just say save to pinboard and I'm done. What, that's why I just use their save thing and then when I get back to my desktop, I just uh, open that up and click open all the links and then Bob's your uncle. Yeah, see the, that one in a while. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the problem I have with that is then you're giving them a data point. So if I'm saving stuff for the oh, show, I've up. no, 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 it's just going to ruin the rest knows, of the stuff. Come Google on. already knows everything about me. Facebook can know too. I mean, they probably got they probably scraped my DNA samples at some point. It's not that. It's just I don't want to see like if I'm doing something for the show. And the show is one thing, but my personal feed is another thing, and I don't want crap showing up that I save for the show showing up half the time. So. Because a lot of it's just, you know, tongue-in-cheek stuff that I save. <laughs> but Jason, if we're going to be internet famous, you have to recognize there's no separation between personal and our online persona. Well, th that I know. I mean, come on. I've been on, I've been on here for 21 years. I, I, I understand that part. But still, I just don't. Sometimes I just, you know what? Actually, the problem is then I still have to go back to Facebook, do it again. That, that was the issue. It was workflow. It had nothing to do with data. It was workflow. It's a pain in the ass. I got you. Yeah. Anyway, so I just, I stopped doing it a long time ago. Okay. Well, I want to give a, a quick shout out to friends of the show, uh, Sean, uh, Fergal, Mike, and I'm probably forgetting one or two others who swung by for my holiday party this Sunday. Jason, did you did not, and I understand there's a story. There is a story because I was getting my scuba certification, or I was working on my scuba certification. Uh, shit damn near killed me. <laughs> that's all like I am so out of shape because podcasting is not an adventure sport. I sadly learned <laughs> and uh, yeah, started off doing my, my swim test mm -hmm. almost drowned. Um, okay. made it halfway through and it, when is the last time you went swimming? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually quite curious about this. You know, I was too when, when I'm in the middle of the pool going, <gasps> I can't breathe. Oh shit. I can't no, like literally I can't breathe. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, 
I'm thinking it was maybe sometime around 2009. Wow, Actually, man. no, 2008. 2008 was the last time I was in the water. So seven years. And I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to jump in and go swimming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> See, I lost all this weight and I'm thinking, oh, I'm a superhero now. Guess what? No, you're still an old fat fuck. <laughs> but okay. you're just a little bit less fat and still old. Yeah. And then we did the whole scuba train. Like I, I, so I, I failed the first test. Okay. Utterly failed it. And I could do it the next day. So I was going to go home. But I put, at this point, I had been, I'd got halfway through it. Mm-hmm. And when I almost drowned, I panicked and started just like flailing, trying to get to the, the side to hold on to something because I literally couldn't breathe. It was bad. For the love was, of God, somebody tell me there's video of this. No, there's no, thank God, there's no video. Uh, but I tore all the muscles in my shoulders, my chest, and my back trying wow. to get to the thing. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I pulled myself in on the rope. I'm good. Um, then the, my, my instructor's like, Hey, let's try the, you know, the, um, treading water test. It's 10 minutes. You tread water for 10 minutes should be piece of cake, right? Right. Nope. Five minutes in same problem. Can't breathe. Um, done with that. <laughs> okay. And then he's like, okay, well then <laughs> so you had a fail sheet. Here's, here's the deal. So I'm not strong enough to swim across the pool and back eight times. I can't tread water for 10 minutes. So what do we do next? Let's strap a hundred pounds of gear on me, (laughs) throw me in a wetsuit and let's go, let's go scuba diving. Oh, this is making me laugh so hard. I know the, the thing is, and I'm like, I'm putting this stuff on. I mean, and I had 30 pounds of weights cause you have to have your, your body weight plus like six pounds and all this other stuff. Plus the tank, which weighs about 60 pounds, mm-hmm. all the gear in this frog suit with flippers and all this. I mean, it was just, I'm like, people do this for fun. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> so I'm just like, can we please get in the water? Can we please get in the water? So we finally, and we have to walk, you know, a couple hundred feet to get in the pool. We get in the water. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Get in the water. We start doing the stuff. And it was great. It was amazing. Once I got underwater and I was like, had, had all the gear on and I could swim and breathe underwater, mm-hmm. everything was awesome. Okay. Then they're like, oh, well, we, we have to make you do some tests now. <laughs> I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are these tests we have to do? Mm-hmm. And, and mind you, I'm wearing contact lenses. Okay. And so the first the first task is, well, you're going to pull your mask away from your face and let it fill with water, and then you have to get the get the water out. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of got through that. <laughs> Very took a while because uh, I have to do everything with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other one where you have to completely take your mask off, put it back on, and get all the water out. Okay. Yeah, I sucked at that a lot. <laughs> All right. So, uh, are we? Have we given up the dream, or are we no. continuing on? We okay. Absolutely, have not given up the dream. The problem is, I basically have a broken wrist right now mm-hmm. from uh, some stuff that happened during the day. Uh, I can't go back in the water till February. But my friend has given me the keys to her pool, so I can practice and like actually get better at swimming before I go back. I can that's, actually like, you know, like normal people do. Idea. They train. Yeah. 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 They know how to swim pretty well. They don't yeah. just uh, dive in with a uh, hundred pounds of gear on them. So <laughs> what I do want to say is the staff at Malibu divers was amazing and put up with my fat ass, like no car cardio having shenanigans all day, walked me through it and were made, made sure I was completely safe the entire time. And 
were just like great instructors and gave me tips all along the way. And, and we're just like, I mean, seriously, super professional. So I have nothing bad to say about Malibu divers, the sport of scuba, any of that stuff. I have to say, if you want to go learn how to scuba dive, you might want to do a few laps <laughs> before you actually go to class instead of just, you know, sitting on your ass on the couch all day. That does sound like a good plan. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Therein lies my scuba story of how I almost died 20 times in six hours. Excellent. Oh, and also hydrate. Hydrate's good. Yeah, yeah. It it tends to help for almost any physical activity, Jason. I know. Yes, no. It was, the entire day was a failure and it was all my fault. So I'm sorry I didn't come to your party, but I was almost dead. That's okay. We we didn't really want anybody walking around all waterlogged. (laughs) Which I was. And I bank from chlorine and all that. Anyway, so I found an article that was going around from fusion.net called too liked to fail. Get yes. Richard dive vlogging the sad economics of internet fame. Yeah. I, you know, we've, we've discussed this many, many times. Um, <laughs> no, many, 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 many. Yeah. It's uh, you're not, it's a, it, the 1% will make money. The rest of them won't shocking. Um, there's also a uh, a follow up. Are the economics of internet fame really so sad on Tube Filter? Now these these two articles go hand in hand because mm. the too like to fail article is one person who has a bunch of followers with her her girlfriend who make make YouTube videos. Yes, and she was uh, waitressing at uh, the restaurant where they were holding the awards that she won an award at, and she was embarrassed. Yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Just because you have a whole lot of followers and a whole lot of people, you know, like your stuff doesn't mean you understand how to monetize it. Now, in the second article, the other people are like, well, I have less followers, but I understand the monetization aspect and know that this is a business. It's not just get followers, quote unquote, profit. Yeah. You know, there is a business behind this. And if you you have to have that business mindset. And I feel well, like the first article just was she didn't have that. There are two sides to it. Uh, yes. There, that is, I mean, there's a reason that musicians have managers. There's a reason that actors have managers. There is a reason that almost anybody that does something creative for a living has people who understand business working for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, creative types generally don't understand business, or it's it just makes more sense for you to spend your time being creative rather than dealing with the business aspect of things, which is 90% of the gig. To yeah, be honest, I, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, let um, so, them let yeah. them focus on what they do good at, you know. So and, you know, yeah. let's not even argue whether or not these people are talented, because in general they aren't. They're just being <laughs> idiots in front of a fucking camera, and they get a bunch of people that pay attention to them, generally because they're good looking. Are you saying? Um, are you saying most people on YouTube are no talent ass clowns? I am saying that, <laughs> and I'm quite comfortable saying that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, first off, you can't just do that. You actually actively need to be running the business. And the second article, he, the guy talks about how he's being quite smart about it in terms of monetization. And he spends more time basically trying to monetize and create revenue streams than he does creating the actual content because that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other people are all just complaining. I have so many followers. How come I'm not making any money? Uh, well, you know, this is, we all saw this coming. We knew this was going to happen. Smaller pieces of the pie. Uh, nobody's spending money on this stuff. Uh, the YouTube and other channels of distribution are rigged uh, to basically favor them and not you. And that's how it works. And I don't understand. I, I mean, it's cute that they're all finally waking up to this and they're somewhat surprised. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what? <laughs> what? I, I have 100,000 people that look at my po- photos of my ass on Instagram. How come I'm not rich? Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, 
but these were making the rounds and it's it was it, it was in our wheelhouse so i had to put them in here oh, yeah i but mean i, I really into not making any money <laughs> Um, I think these kids just need to learn business and they'll figure it out either. They actually, either they will or they won't, but they're, they're learning something, which I think is a good, good thing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also somewhat concerned that, I mean, this is, I, I personally feel this is kind of a, a blip. Um, I think that the idea of following people just going about their daily lives, which is what a lot of these people do, uh, not all of them. Some people have actually created personas and have a shtick and have something specific that they do. But a lot of them are just, you know, this is me. Hi. And they're catering to a crowd of people that this is super novel for. This is, you know, reality TV for the next generation. Well, well, most of us got sick of reality TV and eventually people are going to get kind of bored with this too. So I hope these people are learning valuable skills that they can then transition to something else. I wholeheartedly disagree with you on that because there are new people coming into the world every day that have not seen reality TV and are fascinated because you have adolescents and people who are people who were born, they move, you know, that's why Disney keeps re-releasing all the old movies. It's the way they also want to see people that are roughly around their old own age. So what happens when these people get older? Yeah. So that, that whole, that group churns, then you get the next group. Remember, remember our old show tagline. This has all happened before. This will all happen again. Yes. This is, that's what I'm saying. Well, and I'm saying that these people are going to be the same as the, everybody that was on uh, the Disney show with Justin Timberlake that you don't know anymore and are probably working as fry cooks. No, I mean it, well, they get real jobs and they grow up. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, remember the uh, the Colorado high school that we talked about with the giant sexting scandal? Yeah, and I believe I said I think that's every high school. Yes, it is absolutely every high school. <laughs> Naked Security has the best title. Massive high school texting scandal results in sanity. Yeah, they didn't try to throw anyone in jail. Oh, a couple of people are going to jail. Uh, like three yep. out of the 300. Okay. But, or maybe it's 351 sexually explicit images, but I think there were like 100 people, 106 people were involved. Sorry, 106 children were mm. involved, even though they're not children, they're in high school. Yes. Um, let's, let's just move this age of consent back a, like a couple years, and I think it'll just fix everything. Yeah. Age of consent is when you get your first boner. That's it. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think no. I, I, I mean, I somewhat. I there should be a second again. Like most things with technology, uh, real world laws have not kept up with things. No. Certainly, we need to look at these sort of laws. And uh, I'm not going to say move the age of consent down for like you know 30 year old dudes to go after 16 year old chicks. But I think you know 16 <laughs> underage on underage crime needs a separate. <laughs> Bit of rules there. it does it does <laughs> taking a picture of your own junk when you're 13 should not be a crime that's all i'm saying you should not be you should not be able to have yourself indicted but using because... <laughs> that stupid sepia filter on it is a crime damn it <laughs> it's called sepia not sepia whatever anyway so the uh you seep when it's taking a picture of your junk it just doesn't sound right uh, sepia uh the, whoever the uh the district attorney there is in colorado did a very good thing yes and i'm i am i am i my hat's off Okay, we got to move off this. I have too many bad jokes coming. <laughs> okay, so I finally do have one uh, update. Remember that Star Trek Bluetooth communicator that looked like the original series thing that I got yes, like yes. months and months ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I finally had to cancel the order because they keep moving it back. It's not even going to be ready till April now. Well, so I just sh- shocking. Hey, but this is the thing. This is a real store. It's not like it was kickstarted. I know. This is from StarTrek.com. I'm like, what the hell? It's actually disappointing. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them. 
Yeah, I don't either. I actually had to unsubscribe. I kept I kept on with their mailing list, even though they send me three emails a day with like, you know, T-shirt offers and crap like that. I'm like, stop it already. But <laughs> I finally looked and it's like, oh, yeah, shipping in April. I'm like, well, I needed it by February for a gift, but no, can't do that. So cancel. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, beam me up. In the news. Uh, the FBI says the San Bernardino jihad messages were direct messages, not posts. Okay, what's this? What's this regarding? Well, this is the uh, San uh, San Bernardino massacre where they were trying to track down the various ways online that the, these people were making posts, and because most media still doesn't understand technology, they're actually uh, saying that whoops, we screwed up, and they weren't posts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it. I didn't even know that they, I I hadn't heard about this story until you posted about it. I will. I would heard about the massacre obviously, but I didn't know that there yes. were, there was a difference between, uh, the, the distinction of how they communicated on Twitter and that it was a big deal. Apparently it is. Okay. I don't know. I'm just reporting. <laughs> Seems like an Oriel house. I don't know. <laughs> um, speaking of that, um, Uber has now made a deal with a uh, Facebook messenger. Um, and you can now hail an Uber within Messenger because obviously it's far too difficult to switch apps. Okay, so last week we talked about oh why why do you have multiple apps you know with in, with uh, Instagram and their little you know tiling app, yeah. and now you're bitching about the fact that you don't have to switch apps. So can well, you make up your goddamn mind? I, I'm angry that Messenger is a separate app from the Facebook app because that annoys the hell out of me. But these are completely different companies, and it's obviously just PR bullshit. Right, but— uh, Does anybody it, actually use Messenger regularly? I do. Like you're always on it so that you know, no, you're no. out and about and then have to press a button because now you need an Uber? I think some people are if okay. you're, you know, teenager. Yep. If you're whatever. a Facebook employee. Could be, but, you know, here's the deal. You, you have said that you're not using Uber anymore, so th- this doesn't matter to you at all, right? Oh, so I'm not supposed to talk about Uber at all anymore? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'll never be angry again then. <laughs> well, there's always Kickstarter. Oh, up. Oh, there's also Airbnb. Oh, okay. Shit. Moving on. Let's see. What do you got? Airbnb. <laughs> yes. Actually, uh, again, it's it's not so much Airbnb, although it is because it's a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We're going to pretend that people aren't doing really horrible, shitty, illegal things with, with our service because that's all people are really doing. Um, in L.A., there are some very lucky people that get rent-controlled apartments here. I have personally never lived under that environment because if I did, I'd probably still be there. Um, but uh, there is a law that allows people to kick out people that are um, are rent-controlled, basically by saying you're getting out of the rental business, meaning you as an owner will basically go to live there or convert it to something else. You're just not going to rent your place anymore. So that allows you to get rid of, of um, rent-controlled uh, tenants. Yes. So uh, somebody did that. It's called the Ellis Act, actually, which is the state law here. So someone did that uh, with their places here, and uh, basically the tenants that were kicked out are now suing because within, I think, two months, uh, the apartments began appearing on Airbnb. Uh, so they were basically, the uh, owners were getting up to 15 grand a month instead of the two grand a month they were getting from the renters. Absolutely justifiable lawsuit here. Totally. I was I was kicked I out of a out of existence. Yeah, no, I was well. <laughs> good luck with that. I know. Um, <laughs> I was kicked out of my house in San Francisco because of the same thing, mm-hmm. and uh, we we had a rent controlled house. That's I had a two story, three bedroom house for sixteen hundred dollars in the inner sunset. Which, if you looked around, every other house was like five thousand dollars. Right. It was great. 
It was a shitty place, but unfortunately, the landlord set himself on fire and died. And then the kid sold the house, and then the guy who bought the house said, "Oh, I'm just not going to rent it anymore. You're, you're get out, leave right. now." And that's that's how I learned about the Ellis Act. And yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. So uh, well done. Uh, I hope this lawsuit uh, goes through, and I hope that uh, they basically sue the hell out of him. So yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, um. We were talking about Facebook and, you know, their mm-hmm. little app crossover. WhatsApp was shut down by Brazil. The complete country of Brazil said, get up. Maybe uh, Trump should go run for president of Brazil because they seem to be able to switch off internets if they want. <laughs> they, actually, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. And uh, then it was turned back on. Okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there, there were a lot of, there were a lot of, there's a lot of speculation about why it was shut down. Right. But uh, the, the main part know? is it. It came down to a single lawsuit. That was okay. it. And they're like, oh, well, we can't get information. WhatsApp's not going to give us information on this one guy that we're trying to get information on. Turn him off. Let's turn off 100 million customers <laughs> because we can't get information on one guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know who is dumber on this one. Is it WhatsApp for not giving up the data for the guy or Brazil for pissing off 100 million people? I'd just like to remind everyone that this is Trump's big plan for the Internet. <laughs> Okay, way to way to you know <laughs> railroad that one. Mm. Well, it's true. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, WhatsApp is back on in Brazil. Even though I don't use WhatsApp, I still thought it was annoying that I'm sure for them a hundred million people couldn't use their couldn't use their app and talk to each other. Oh, I'm sure it was annoying. I mean, you know what happens here if Facebook goes down for three minutes, people freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get some peace and quiet. Great. I know. I don't have to see my uh my uncle's crazy links. Oh, man. So this GQ story about Elon Musk has been going around. Did you actually read this thing? I started it. I didn't end up finishing it. Um, Uh, Yeah, it's called How Elon Musk Plans on Reinventing the World and Mars. Yeah. I love this article. This is one of the ones I've actually read soup to nuts all the way through. Okay. And the one thing I took out about, (laughs) I love this. When the spaceship blows up, it's called Rapid Unscheduled Disassembly. Yeah. I love that. I know. That's insane. I, I, I did like that part. <laughs> yeah. Rapid unscheduled disassembly. It's a rud. We've had a rud. Yep. And that's, and I mean, that's not a joke. The rest of the stuff's a joke, like, you know, insane mode and all this other stuff that he puts in the Teslas. But yeah. that one is an actual term that they use. And it's, it's awesome. But it's yes, funny. The, the entire article about Elon Musk really gave me a little bit more insight into like how he thinks. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good read. And he's in the part that really that everybody was talking about was like, hey, guys, we might actually not have as much knowledge in the next 10 years as we have right now, because there might be World War Three, because there's a lot of dumb fucks out there who are shooting at each other. Yep. No, it's good. Okay. It's good to know. I should go back and read all this. I mean, I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. Um, I put my money where my mouth is. I've invested in, in Tesla. Um, I, I, I've liked almost everything I've ever read about him. So, uh, I'll give this one a full on read then. No, it's, it, it is absolutely worth it. And, you know, and and the, the, the bit about them designing the new spacesuits is pretty good too, because it's like, apparently spacesuits right now have big butts and they cannot lie. Hmm. 
And he just wants to fix, <laughs> he literally wants to fix big butt spacesuit syndrome. Wow, I'd really like him to go on the Tested podcast because uh, Adam always talks about the spacesuits tons and he, he builds his own from scratch. Like he does replicas for movies and things like that. So, and they had a huge talk about uh, spacesuits when The Martian came out, yep. uh, the book, because they were discussing about how that was the one big conceit conceit for the uh, the book was that the technology for the spacesuits allows much more flexibility and mobility than than reality does. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very cool. Um so we've mm-hmm. talked about the internet of things here mm-hmm. and there. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh <laughs> this is one of my favorite things ever. Uh Philips has locked people who own their light lighting system, the Hue system. Yes. I believe it. Yes, Hue. Which um, everybody seems to think is super cool and it's super expensive. It's it's fairly expensive. I I've seen it in action. I went mm-hmm. to my friend Jordan's place. He's got Hugh over his entire apartment. It's neat. It's very neat. I give him that. But now you know you they've locked it down, and you can't even put in anybody else's light bulbs. It's like oh, thanks for buying our system. You can't put any other light bulbs but ours in. All of this has happened before. <laughs> all of it all happened again. again. Uh, this is Keurig. Uh, I, I can't believe these companies haven't mm-hmm. learned that this is, you know, yep. they all try to do it because they want to lock you into their ecostructure and they, you know, this is the printer and the ink all over again too. Yep. Um, all you companies do this and then everybody gets pissed off at you and then you go, oops, sorry. And then you open up your infrastructure again. Exactly. How about we just skip the stupid step? I, someday we will be able to skip the stupid step. Okay. But not, not, not today. Uh, speaking of skipping stupid, um, Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> Taylor Swift has gone out there and, and, and chatted endlessly about how artists need to stand up for themselves and uh, about everything. And, you know, you got to be careful and I'm going to pull my music off of here and there because we, we got to do this. We got to be able to be creative and we should be paid for that and we need to work on that. And then she promptly stole some other artist's thing and used that as part of her marketing campaign. And that other artist is quite pissed off and has launched a campaign saying, hey, what the fuck's Taylor? Yeah, this one is a little bit more dodgy than that. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's somebody, some some fan stole somebody else's art, signed their name to it, sent it in, yes. and then you know this is this is and, not and, cut and dry. It, it, yes, the Taylor Swift team retweeted the fan thing that was sent in, but still, exactly. Remember that there's a team there, and but there used to be. Again, this is where things have changed. It's it's the casual, free and loose social media environment now. Uh, back in the old day, when when you'd have to buy an ad and place that, you would vet these things. Now you're just tweeting. So nobody is betting and nobody cares. Yeah, no, there's a there's a huge difference nowadays. But still, it's this whole thing. Uh, Tempest in a teapot. Um, they should have paid her. They should have paid her fair market value for the impressions that they got with her oh. artwork. Or even just to be a culpa tweet and say, hey, we, un- you know, unfortunately we did this. Check out this artist's site. That alone um, would have been worth yeah. Coming from Taylor Swift would have solved the entire problem and been totally cool of her and done. Yeah, exactly. That would have been perfect. (laughs) Would have been super easy. Could have taken care of it in two seconds. Now there's all this bad press. Yeah, you look at the CPM on like 2 million tweets uh, or whatever. And it's like, how much would that cost if I paid for advertising on that versus how much would I have gotten if they paid me for my art? Yeah, just do me a a solid and give me a tweet. I'm good. Exactly. That's all I would have asked for too, but uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Groove Shark a while ago and, and you know, the decline and fall and collapse and what happened there. Uh, apparently there is a Groove Shark clone out there that the uh, RIAA was suing and wow, they just won $17 million against this clone with, that I'd never even heard of. Uh, remind me again, what did Groove Shark do? Uh, it was, 
basically an illegal way to find and download music. It was Napster. It was a Napster clone. It was a Napster 2.0. Okay. Okay. So the, the Napster 3.0 clone just got slammed. Yeah. Which, uh, again, it's interesting. I mean, the $17 million means nothing because the people who built this don't have $17 million and they weren't making any money. Uh, they were just giving away free music or enabling people to get free music. So, but, uh, so again, uh, you know, kind of somewhat meaningless. Yeah. Uh, Andy Preboy, uh, famed musician once said to me, um, you can't get blood from a tomato, but you can really fuck up the tomato trying. And I think yes. that's, that's about it. That's what the $17 yeah, million I mean, that, dollar thing that, is. I mean, basically it's, it's a, it's a, you know, shot off the bow saying, all right, anybody that wants to try this again, we will come after you again. And now we win. So we'll just get you shut down. Okay. So don't bother. Hopefully in theory uh, and related news, the, uh, CRB, which is, um, Copyright Royalty Board uh, has announced uh, rate rulings, uh, 0.0017 for Pandora and all streaming, uh, while Sound Exchange was hoping for 0.0025 cents. Uh, so there you go. Okay. That's not very much money. <laughs> no, we ran through the math of Rat with Adele a couple episodes yeah, ago. Exactly. And uh, you just plug these new numbers in and let you know that uh, <laughs> nothing's fixed. Okay. Um, but speaking of that, there's a, a lot of there's an article that's been going around, at least in the music industry circles. Um, it's called Three Simple Steps to Fix the Record Business in 2016." And since it's it's a uh, two weeks up, away, yeah. yeah, two weeks away. Uh, windows, Windows, Windows. Um, and now, while the headline now we're talking Windows Seven, Windows Eight, Windows Vista, Windows Bob. Nope, no, no uh, Windows of releases. Uh, basically what Adele is going to do, even though she hasn't done it yet, which is I'm going to keep this only as physical sale for as long as possible. And then when my sales start to dip drastically, I will go ahead and put my album on streaming media. Yeah. There's gotta be some kind of algorithm that shows where those lines intersect. And she goes, Oh, when it hits this downward slope versus this upward slope, then we pull the trigger. Yes. And there are multiple ways that people are theorizing about how to do this. Things like put up most of your album, but hold back the two to three songs that you know are going to be the singles and make those only purchasable, which is somewhat silly. Um, the headline itself isn't a question, but I found the article because a friend of mine posted it with the caption, will windowing save the music industry? Now, Jason, uh, what's the rule? <laughs> Was it better just love header headlines? Yes. 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 So, so the answer no. is no. Um, the problem is cat's out of the bag already. And if somebody can't get it that way, it's too easy to find illegally. And eh. I, I like if, if this would have come out with the advent of streaming and, and the big pushes to get everybody to streaming and, and everybody would have started doing this windowing process, perhaps. But uh, now, now it only works for big artists. It's only going to work for artists that people absolutely have to hear all this stuff from and aren't willing to wait or just go to YouTube and listen to it there. Or too dumb to figure out how to steal it. That too. Yeah, don't forget there is, there is a learning curve to how to steal shit on the internet. And a lot but of people, a lot of people a lot, haven't a lot gotten of there yet. Really screwed up their computers with viruses trying to learn. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I just wanted to Dell. Uh, now it's ransomware. What, how do yes. I, what to, what's a Bitcoin? I don't know what a Bitcoin <laughs> is. How do I get you a Bitcoin for, so I can get my Adele? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm running. There was a lot of music industry news that came out this week for some reason. So I'm just going to run through the rest of it really quickly. Unfortunately, this actually comes from HuffPo, which is somewhat surprising. But 
I've tried to uh, explain the murky nature of the business a long time. Uh, so, and this is actually a pretty good write up that tells you, hey, okay, maybe artists shouldn't be screaming at the streaming companies directly because we've talked about the black hole of the record label. Record labels are actually getting money out of the streaming services. It's just not making its way to the artist. And there's a lot of reasons why, all of which are somewhat encapsulated in this article. So I urge you to read it if you are interested in such things. Okay. <laughs> Here's an article. You should go read it. Uh, it's perfect. Well, I don't want to. It's quite boring. <laughs> okay. It basically, I mean, it's basically saying, yeah, all the labels are invested in and getting tons of money from from the streaming services, but they're making these deals where they're actually just getting a big chunk and it's not related to plays. And then the finances get super, super scary and murky. And then, oh, here's a couple pennies, musicians. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So long uh, in a world, a oh. long time ago, this guy, George Hotz or Hotz. I, I, if I was him, I'd be George Hotz. Uh, H-O-T-Z. He's a good looking man. Um, he was the first person to actually hack the iPhone. Okay. Long ago and jailbreak and do all that kind of good stuff. Um, he's decided to build his own self-driving car. Okay. Which is, you know, that's pretty baller. If you can, if you can pull it off, yeah. and it looks like he's doing pretty well with it. It's going to be the Uber maker, the Uber maker, the Uber mensch. Yes. Oh, wait, that's a little bit different. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yes. Uh, so anyway, yes, I, I definitely recommend this article. It's in Bloomberg, and there are a couple articles about this guy right now that are rolling around. But they've got really cool pictures of, you know, the tech that he's using to build it. It's basically built on, you know, Linux with, you know, he's got his own LiDAR setup. And I, I love these photos. I mean, it's just, uh, it's cables everywhere. There's, you know, you can see like there's a, there's there's, an Amazon there's Basics a router, logo on his Amazon hub. Basics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can see like an AT&T cell phone plugged in. It's just like, yeah, this is spitting duct tape together. I love it. He just ripped out the glove compartment. That's where the the electronics go. He's got a giant twenty one inch monitor in the in the front. He's like, oh well, you know, it's it's bigger than the you know, um, what uh, Musk's. Oh yeah, yeah. They've got the little screen. The, the Teslas. Tes yeah, it's yeah. bigger than the Tesla. So he's got a Dell monitor set sideways <laughs> with like an Xbox joystick in the middle. It's awesome. It looks pretty damn cool. I this is the stuff I miss. This is like a you know the old days of the internets when you just kind of duct tape crap together and invented stuff. And, exactly. And it's great. I love it. No, I, I, I don't want to be on a, the freeway next to him. Exactly. But I love it. It's exactly where I was going. I'm like, yeah. okay, you do it and uh, go drive in the desert. Exactly. So I've got a couple other uh, driverless cars, self-driving cars, whatever you want to call them <laughs> stories here. Yes. Apparently the problem with self-driving cars is that they obey the law and humans don't. No shit. So <laughs> when there's a lot of accidents that are happening where people are running into the self-driving cars because the self-driving cars are obeying the laws. Yeah, they like, you know, there's turn signals before they switch lanes. Well, there's also speed limits. They don't uh, drive. They don't turn a little bit left before they turn right. Oh, my. Well, actually, they no, don't. My biggest they turn right before they turn left. And my biggest frustration in the world with drivers right now, if someone is blocking your lane, you slow down. <laughs> You don't fucking go into my lane when I'm right there. Yeah. You assholes. No. Well, <laughs> so they we, don't do we have, a, yeah, we have, we have a unique perspective because we're driving in Southern California where I would rather drive in like Mumbai than drive in a parking, a target parking lot in the fucking Valley of Los oh, Angeles no, because the people in uh, Mumbai, it can actually not hit you. That's hundred percent true because in Mumbai, you know, it's game on. There's no rules here. We're supposed to be civil. Uh, no, uh, no. 
I want to twat punch half of these chicks who like almost run into me every day in their Prius while they're looking at their phone and not paying attention when they back out after they just bought 17 pounds of diapers. I'm like, oh, shut up. Your anyway. off-the-cuff cuss words are getting just nastier and nastier. I'm it's kind trying. of funny. <laughs> anyway, so That's Google is trying to figure out how they can tweak their algorithms to be a little bit more, uh, you know, loose and clear with the law. Yeah, well, California's having none of it. Nope, they're not. <laughs> this this is annoying, actually. They, they, they're they mandating that every single self-driving car has a steering wheel and a brake. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. I don't have a... There should be a backup system. Why not? That makes sense. We have backups for everything. Why not require that? Why not? Because it, it, nobody's be, going to be paying attention, so it doesn't matter. The point is moot. Look, the entire point I, is moot. If I were in one and all of a sudden it started to go haywire and I had the option to leap into the front seat and take control of it, I would like that. You know what? Just put a big red button that shuts the car down. You don't need a steering wheel and a brake pedal. You just need a big red button that says stop. Sometimes a stop is actually the worst thing you could do, Jason. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. Some, a dead stop may not be the solution. That may kill you. Yes, I get that part. But okay. anyway, the, what they're what they're proposing. I, part, I know you're right, Brian. But anyway, let's yes. But anyway, what they're what they're mandating is wrong because I, I think that there's a different solution. I think there's there's a completely different solution for it than mandating you put a drive. You know, put the steering wheel in and a brake pedal. It's like give us different set of controls. Can we have a fly by wire control when I'm in the back seat? If I need to take over, can I have like a joystick that so I can steer and a button on the joystick to stop it? I think they're not thinking. They're not think out. They're not thinking about technology. The whole point is to get away from technology. That's what they're thinking about. If all technology fails, we still have a physical fail safe, and I like that. I'm totally cool with that. Old man, I'll be the one still alive. Security. In the all of this has happened before, and all of this will happen again. News. (laughs) <laughs> Jason, you found a link. I did. Apparently, um, yeah, we're back to the same shit, different day story. Doesn't this happen every year? It does. It does. Yeah. We really should just have a new show called Same Shit, Different Day. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, Congress and the Senate are sneaking through a giant piece of legislation that, you know, puts everybody back at risk. It's, it used to be called CISA or CISA, whatever. Uh, and they snuck it into this, this new bill that's going through, which has to get put through because otherwise the government would shut down. Yes. Uh, so they snuck it in, they backdoored it. Yeah. And it's not good. It's not good. And it's the same shit. I'm like, yeah, same shit. It's again, I'm so not surprised. And again, and again, and again, and again, again, we just keep dealing with this. Uh, you know, I have to basically shut off anonymous on Twitter because it's getting the repeat level is ridiculous. I know. I mean, can we all just agree that politicians are assholes? Yes. Honestly, we've gotten to that point now where if you want to be a politician, when you grow up, you're a, you're a douchebag period. (laughs) That's it. I want to be a politician. Well, then you're a douchebag. Get out of my sight. Okay. Anarchy for everyone. <laughs> uh, exactly. So I would call this the hack of the week, except I'm so shocked that anybody still uses Joomla. Joomla? Uh, <laughs> yes. Hackers actively exploit critical vulnerabilities in sites running Joomla. Wave of attack grows. These must be sites that were built about seven years ago, and nobody has ever paid attention to them since then, because I, Joomla. Yeah, Joomla. <laughs> it's 
It, it, that's what for it those was, that yeah. don't know, because why would you? Uh, <laughs> Joomla was a CMS slash uh, WordPress alternative. Uh, still is, apparently. Yeah, um, I think it's closer I, to Drupal in functionality, where it's a general CMS and not just a blogging platform like WordPress is. WordPress is just a, a bunch of scripts that are slapped together to be a blogging platform. Joomla and, have, Joomla and Drupal. Do anything. Yeah. yeah, Joomla and Drupal were built out of the gate to be a content management system. Yeah, and I actually did a site in Joomla way, way back in the day, which I'm, is... I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pain in the ass to learn, really. And it didn't make much sense. I wonder if it's better, but obviously, uh, no. if I had one now, I'd be getting hacked. Yeah, mm. this was a major, yeah. major vulnerability, and they, uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All 12 people out there who still have Joomla sites, uh, <laughs> you yes, might have... The wave is growing, so watch out. <laughs> Oh, man. I found a new site this week called healthcareinfosecurity.com, which oh. I'm like, hey, that's cool that there are people out there that are just worried about infosec for healthcare places. I'd say that's a, it's a huge industry. It is a massive industry, and they probably have a lot of stories like this where um, federal regulators have hit the University of Washington Medicine or – Okay, well, that's a really poorly written article <laughs> with a $750,000 penalty because of their uh, their data breach. Yeah, you malware, know, all that sort of stuff Yeah, 90,000 individuals were affected. So 90,000 people, $750,000 penalty. Lock your shit down and don't run Joomla. <laughs> That's about all I got to say on that. Yeah, if, you're, if your hospital's uh, website is based on Joomla, uh, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, just because this is security, I, I, I found this video. It's actually really cool. Uh, how a camera can see around a corner. It's a, basically a laser-based system that works like echoes and can build a per, almost a perfect image from around a corner. Yeah, it's like using echolocation but with light, which would be... Yes. Light location, Light location. <laughs> whatever they call it. One would assume. I'm a uh, scientist. I know smart stuff. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's cool until you realize that basically, if you're out in public, uh, these systems are probably going to be put in use, and uh, people will be recording you all the time without you ever knowing. Well, I look at this for self-driving cars is amazing because then when you try and pull out into traffic, if your self-driving car can do an image of what's coming mm -hmm. and from oncoming traffic that you can't see. That's yeah. great. I, I yeah. see the I see the possibilities of the technology in a glass half full way, Brian. Oh, give me a fucking break. <laughs> You're so full of shit. The only thing I hate on this article is that they have fucking autoplay turned on. I know. That should be illegal. <sighs> How about we ban that, politicians? How about you sneak that into a bill? Yeah, no more autoplay on the internet. Yes. Um, also, there's <laughs> The Intercept has come out today, or... Uh, well, yesterday, actually. Yesterday. Uh, a secret catalog of government gear for spying on your cell phone. This just basically runs through all the crap that they can do to spoof cell phone towers and all of the gear that they have to do it, which is extensive. Mm -hmm. uh, and what basically, it's a weaponized man-in-the-middle attack with no oversight and you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, don't use the phone if you're going to do bad stuff. Write notes. Pass them in class. <laughs> Honestly, that's it. Yeah, and don't take a picture of the note because that, you know. Then you're well, caught. Yeah, but you have to like cover it so the drones don't get you. Right. Well, let's talk about drones. Okay. Now, when you think about a city, I, I can't imagine one more complex and more crowded and more packed than Tokyo. And uh, I could see that that would be uh, one of the cities that is really considering what the hell we're going to do about all these drones and people that are starting to use them everywhere. Uh, so they came up with an idea. Um, it's a giant net-wielding interceptor drone to capture other drones. You know, 
<laughs> I watched the video on this. I mean, you know, if, if, say they had a limited budget. Quite smart. It is a limited budget <laughs> hack. It really is. And it's a, it's a, I think it's was a, is a hexcopter or an octocopter. It's a big, uh, it's a bigger, it's a big one. Yeah. It's a bigger one. Uh, Cause they show it catching a, was it the DJI phantom, like a phantom two in the mm -hmm. net and the, 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 the phantom looks tiny compared to this thing. So this thing is pretty damn big. Yeah. Um, well, it has to be because it has to be able to hold up the other drones, right? You don't want it capturing it and just falling straight down. Well, it also has to like carry the net, which is yeah. no insignificant bit, but it also has to be faster than the drone that it's going after. Yes. Uh, because if, it, you know, it's like a Smokey and the Bandit problem. That's why the Bandit had a fast car, so he could get away from the cops. So what you're saying is we need to get, uh, oh crap, I just blinked on his name. God damn it. Burt Ruined Reynolds? The joke. Yes. <laughs> Burt Reynolds controlling all the drones. Exactly. Okay. But, but <laughs> now I can just see like a, all of the drones will have really bad toupees and mustaches. Chest hair. <laughs> Put hair on the, on the body of it. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then have the Londy Anderson interceptor. Uh, now, now I'm going to have eastbound and down stuck in my head all day. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so speaking of drones, uh, the FAA has announced that uh, everyone will have to register with them by the 19th, which uh, gonna you, happen. you told me was a horribly stupid idea. And I said, why not? And it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> People are not going to register this shit. Well, it's the... <sighs> Yes, I know. But it's the yeah, people who are law-abiding citizens are going to, and people who are good people are going to do so because you should. And it's the same thing with guns. Uh, anyways. Wait, you just actually made my gun point. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's not your <laughs> gun point. It's really not. But okay. We're not going to get into that today. No, we're not. Because <laughs> you got to uh, go see Star Wars. I do have to go see Star Wars. Uh, Andy Bio got hacked recently mm -hmm. and wrote a really nice write-up called The Joy of Getting Hacked. <laughs> and he outlines everything that happened and what he had to do. And if it, and it, I mean, it was one of those basic hacks that just took over his box and I've had this him. happen to me. Yeah. yeah. So it, he just write it, wrote it in a fun way. And you know, I, I, it's a highly recommended read if you're interested and in to see, seeing what happens when people are just like, Oh shit, I just got hacked. What do I do yeah, now? If you happen to be one of those people that, uh, you know, just thinks that the server runs automatically and you don't have to pay anything for hosting and hosting should be totally free. You should read this. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, because a lot of people seem to feel that way these days. Okay. So I have another new site that I found besides the, uh, the healthcare infosecurity.com site. I found databreaches.net this week. I love their tagline. Uh, Office of inadequate security. Your info, Your info their screw, their screw ups. Up. Yep. <laughs> and I just looked in there. LifeLock to pay $100 million to consumers to settle uh, Federal Trade Commission charges. It violated a 2010 order. Um, yeah. You can just go and, and read the site and never listen to this show again. Or at least at least never listen to the security segment again. The, because. the, se the second headline article. Shocking. Instagram hacked. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get these guys on the show. Yes, we Honestly, do. Honestly. Um, I like these guys already. All right, yeah. We're going to reach out to you guys. We want to talk to you. <laughs> we definitely want to talk to you. <laughs> Comment of the week. We have three new Patreon subscribers this week. Uh, Herbert Fillmore, William Mahone, and Rico Rojas. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you guys are helping us uh, keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you. And in related Patreon news, we have a comment on our website from Jeff Bisbee. Okay. Jeff writes, dudes, does Patreon even work? I've tried See to sign up. Huh? 
See you above. Yeah, see above. <laughs> I've tried to sign up for this three times in as many months and can't get past the sign up page. Um, check your browser is all I'm going to say right now. Make sure you're running something new and just hit me off. Hit me up offline and, you know, jay at jpd.me. I'll take care of you. I'd like to send you $20 for the info slash entertainment this year, but Patreon seems defunct and I have a self-imposed ban that prevents me from using PayPal, which is, you know, not, I, not, I, not exactly unsmart <laughs> no, it, it is not unsmart <laughs> i am nearing the point of sending a check via snail mail to the art of charm house and letting someone pass it to jason and just hope i can get brian's uh among us tracks mm. and we'll you just we'll we'll, we'll talk to you don't worry yeah. about it i'd say screw it and move on but i like the show and i'm learning from your painful life lessons mm-hmm. i have one password private internet access and a mirror two chair god and- i hope you click through Oh, me too. And this week, the the 501 earbuds for me and my two boys for Christmas. That's 300 bucks worth of earbuds. I really hope he please, clicked the links. Just, just use our links on our show notes, please, man. <laughs> yes, rant off. I'll try Patreon maybe one more time, then send Johnny a check. Johnny's one of our coaches at the Art of Charm. Uh, ah. Check, and it can collect dust at the AOC house till Jason stops by, which I'm going to say is going to be a long time because it's in Hollywood, and I hate driving to Hollywood. Um <laughs> I need to clear my conscience and give some payback for the info you guys provide. If we don't talk, Merry Christmas, guys. I tell everyone about your show. Thank you very much, Jeff. We need everybody to have this much passion as Jeff does about our show. Yes, but with the ability to actually sign up for Patreon. <laughs> yes, there, yeah, therein lies the rope. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Jeff. And we'll, we'll sort you out. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get to you. Uh, you know, it's the holidays, but we'll try to do it as soon as possible. I think we have your email somewhere, so I'll send you the link for the tracks. Don't worry about it. Uh, Herb, I'm guessing probably the same one that signed up for Patreon, also left a comment at uh, grumpyoldgeeks.com. He sent us a link in case you hadn't seen it already. It's the uh, New York Times Happiness Doesn't Bring Good Health Study Finds. Really? I haven't seen this, uh, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting study. The correlations are sketchy to some degree, but I like it. Okay, I'm going to have to check this one out. It's just, you know, basically happiness, unhappiness doesn't directly affect your health. It's uh, There are many, many more important vectors than whether you're happy or not. Because everybody always says, if you just smile, you'll feel better. Well, that actually does work. If you, I know. If you it smile, does. then it changes your but that's biology. Not real but health, so. no, I think stress is the biggest problem. But yep, uh, <laughs> Which yeah. I think we have a more problem. I can be unhappy and unstressed. but Oh, me too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, Roz nice. Thomas writes... <clears throat> Hello again. Has anyone ever recommended the band Cian? Is that how you pronounce that? C-E-A-N-N. For your listening enjoyment. Sadly, they are now defunct, but I think their music is still available. They were from Pittsburgh and mostly toward the East Coast. If you like to drink, this band should be right up your alley. Well, okay, going to have to give them a listen for that one. Also, have you picked up the BBC4 play, uh, radio play for Good Omens? Um, actually, we talked about that on the show. Uh, we have. Well, yes. I have. I don't, yes, know if yeah, I, I don't listen to it. Uh, I just like to read the book as much as possible. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, if not, get it ASAP. It's under audiobooks for some reason, and it's probably really from Audible, like pretty much everything else. Cheers. So I just yeah. want to say on the Good Omen side of things, yes, I did get the radio play. It was decent. It wasn't, I think, as good as just reading the book. Honestly, they they did too much with the voices and and they cut out a little bit too much. It was an abridged version of Good Omens. I recommend reading the actual book in print. Right. I agree. Um, having not even listened to it, I just say read the book, damn it, because it's great. Uh, on the Cian or Cian or however they're pronounced side of things, uh, I had not heard of them. I did listen to a few tracks. I quite liked it. Um, Dropkick Murphy's, you know, drinking Irish rock. 
interesting stuff. Uh, I did a quick Google search for you. Uh, they did actually, uh, well, I've got some bad news for you, brother. Uh, the singer actually tragically passed away uh, a couple of years back, but they oh. have reunited to play a few shows. Uh, no word as if they're going to do any more music, but uh, they did get back together at least briefly for some shows, uh, but the singer has passed away. So, Oh, that's too bad. Um, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, but I mean, you know, bands can get over the loss of singers, like like the aforementioned Dropkick Murphys. Uh, yeah, yeah. they actually ever so well. Uh, well, Dropkicks actually are doing better since they have a new singer. Well, actually, they have two singers, but uh, right. one of the singers uh, left the band and did uh, Street Dogs. I think is the name of his band now. But um, yeah, no, Dropkicks is, are doing well. So hopefully, they'll find a new singer and keep going. I will definitely check them out because I do love me some Irish uh, rock bands. Yeah, it's definitely right up your alley. You love okay. that stuff. Yes, um, I do. God, we have another. People, you guys are really engaging. This is cool. I know. We, we didn't have anything for like three weeks, and now we've got everybody's writing it. This is awesome. Yeah, Gabriel wrote into uh, Grumpy Old Geeks as well. Uh, great use for Thunderbird. This is referring to your crazy mail rant. Yeah, my mail last hack week. last week. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan. I use it to back up all my cloud email accounts via IMA, Gmail, etc. I then zip and back up everything and upload it to Amazon Glacier and to my local file server. You are insane uh so in case i need one email from 1999 i can get to it no problem when you are surrounded by lawyers this makes sense ah okay with you now yeah definitely uh, yeah you gotta yep. do that stuff yeah as for boondock saints uh the best thing to come out of that is the documentary on the creator you know it would make a part three great if they get ben affleck to direct and write <laughs> i'm assuming that's a joke <laughs> i'm thinking that's tongue-in-cheek to fuck with you <laughs> yes. um anyway yeah i haven't seen the documentary but i've heard about it and i know about the creator how he just basically went crazy Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I need to check out that documentary. Well, next week, maybe we'll throw it in the show notes because we'll ha- we're going to have some time to t- take a breather. And uh, I, I definitely want to check that out. I didn't know there was an actual documentary. I knew that there were a bunch of articles and I read those. But if there's a documentary, I'm in. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Uh, Kenny from mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Kenny from London writes now in. Get, uh, these are all the tweets we got from our from our Twitter account. Yes, these are the tweets. Yes. Uh, this might be of interest to you guys. And he sends us a YouTube link about quantum computers explained. I watched all of this. I loved it. I loved it. It made my head hurt so bad. I'm like, I'm <laughs> dumb. I, I came out of that feeling like I'm dumb. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, I tell you what, though, it is a great explanation of how quantum computers work. Mm-hmm. Talking about quantum entanglement and how like all the the quants and all the shit work. I I don't understand it, but <laughs> it's fun. It's it, it's fun to yeah, see what the I, hell they're doing. It's worth watching. So the link will be in our show notes. Uh we also got another YouTube link uh off Twitter from six five zero two. This is also from Gabriel. Oh. That's Gabriel. Oh, okay. So got, yeah. Okay. Uh, you might find this amusing. She changes accents and languages many times. Um, I watched through this and it bugged the hell out of me. I found this video completely fucking <laughs> annoying. Uh, some girls speaking multiple languages. I just didn't get it. So sorry, Gabe. <laughs> I'm glad you like my use for Thunderbird, but I did not understand why this video, why you sent us this video. It was a little bizarre. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, so a uh, friend of the show, Jason Bryant, also a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, he, he basically writes, uh, yeah, music on the iPhone, no go. Absolutely no go. Um, so here's the scenario. I have a bunch of purchased music. I have one of the MacBook pros with a 256 gig hard drive. I use my external to store my music. He's got a six plus he travels a lot. So he tried the music app to import only his purchased playlist. And this is, this is the same problem I had. Um, it couldn't import some of the tracks. Then it started to constantly try to sync over like two days. 
Then my space kept running out despite the fact that there were no songs or videos on the actual phone. Plugged it into the Mac, loaded iTunes, and had 30 gigabytes of quote-unquote other space. Had to use Find My iPhone to wipe the device and reinstall it from a backup. The backup thankfully didn't include the 30 gigabytes of space. Lesson, don't use the music app at all. Uh, Not just the paid service, but the app itself. It tried to sync all of my effing movies too. Had the same exact problem. It completely filled my phone. Listen, uh, Jason, we're all agreed on this. Yeah, Uh, we all we all know the app is horrible and you presented a, a, a perfect use case problem. But what's the solution? What what am I supposed to listen to? What what app am I supposed to use to listen to music on my iPhone? I don't know. See, that's that's See, that's, that's what I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Because I've got, I mean, if I really want to listen to music, I pull out my iPod Nano. I'm like, bring back the iPod, damn it! Because you have no, the, ruined it. These guys have ruined it. Nailed the exact solution that I've come up with as well. A, a friend of mine is is actually moving. Uh, she's moving up to Colorado, and I made an exchange. I had a Real Madrid uh, uh, bag, and her son is super into Real Madrid, so I gave her that bag, and she gave me her old uh, iPhone or iPod. So I'm going to load that up, and I'm going to start using that instead of my phone. That's so it. I mean, that's all you can do. I'm back to carrying multiple devices. Yep, that's all, all you can do. They have yep. they have fucked up Apple Music so bad. Yes. That's the only thing we can do is go back to technology that was invented by people who no longer work at the company. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's what we're down to. So uh, I'd like to thank uh, Rust Westbrook on Twitter who uh, gave us a retweet and said another epic and hilarious GOG podcast episode. That was very nice. Appreciate and it. Also, and also on Twitter, I just wanted to let you know, Jason, that we are now being followed by women in media. So maybe a little less on the twat punches. Hey, 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 as long as they know how to drive in a parking lot, I'm good. Okay. Uh, and we did get an iTunes five-star rating uh, from Kirk, Sis- Kirk Cisco. Kirk so Cisco. if you're a geek, you know where that name came from. Uh, he said, these guys are fantastic. Listening to their rants and jokes about the absurdities of the world of tech is something I look forward to every week. Thank you so much. And thank you for the iTunes five-star rating. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And the fact that he's got Cisco in there, which is, yeah. which is my favorite captain. All right. Well, I'm, I'm a Kirk. Kirkman. So, uh, thank you all so much. I mean, it's great to get this feedback. Uh, we love the questions. Keep them coming. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at GOG podcast at Patreon at patreon.com slash GOG, which does work. It does work. Uh, yes. <laughs> and we do appreciate it because you, you guys help us. And, and this is the only way we're making money right now. Uh, we have a website at grumpyoldgeeks.com where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, or better yet, ask us questions that we can read on the air. Like we just did. If you haven't given us an iTunes rating or review yet, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and help us out with a five-star rating and an honest review or, you know, lie. And if you have friends, please tell them about the show. That is the only way we grow. That is the best thing that you can do for us, honestly. Well, actually, money money's good, too. At the library. My long journey through the Dune books has finally come to a conclusion. Jason, oh, you must be very pleased about God. that. Yes, The I, spice uh, will no longer flow. The spice will <laughs> stop flowing for... A while. Anyways, yes, I finally finished the last uh, the last of the official straightforward books, but not the Frank Herbert one, uh, Sandworms of Dune. And I don't really know what to say. I If you're going to go and read all the Dune books, which you must do, stop after the Frank Herbert one. Just don't bother. Even though it, it ends on Even a... Even though it ends on a horrible cliffhanger, you... Use your, imagination, <laughs> use your imagination for what it might be. It's not worth it to go on. Okay. Uh, these were horrible. Okay. That's it. Done. 
Okay. I finished uh, the Rhesus chart by Charles Strauss, the yes. latest in the Laundry Files uh, series. Mm-hmm. Excellent book. All right. Excellent book. I highly recommend it, and I recommend everything in the Laundry Files series by Charles Strauss. I haven't read any of his other books, but I think, you know, if I get some time, I might go uh, delve into his other uh, other writings. But all in all, I loved it, and I think it was a perfect addition to the series. All right. Well, that might be the uh, the first thing I'm going to read is the first of the Laundry Files. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have to go back now and uh, stick with the Ian Tregella series. Because oh, yeah, you got to finish those. Those are great. There's three of those, right, total? Yes. Yes, I'm looking forward to those because the first one, I, I'm actually going to go back and reread the first one and then just boom, boom, boom after that because, I'm sorry, I'm going to re-listen to them. Yeah, yeah. You fucking assholes. <laughs> I love that. Everybody keep up on Jason for that. Media Candy. The Force Awakens premiere, big, yeah. big clusterfuck in Hollywood. Of course. Ruined traffic. I was, I was going to go to my company Christmas party at mm. Lucky Strike. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. If, if yeah. you don't know where Lucky Strike is, it is right next to the, the madness that is, you know, Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. So I come from the valley, which is far. It's a, it's a long, it's, it is. It's a long, long. <laughs> yes. Galaxy far, far away. It is a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) So I was just like, I was reading all of the tweets about people who are like, just don't go to Hollywood. It is, you can't get to Hollywood. And so I had to skip my entire thing for that. And uh, uh, apparently there were, there were three theaters. There Mm -hmm. was um, the Chinese, El Capitan and the Dolby theater. Cause there were so many people heard of. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And so they split the premiere, excuse me, over all three of those theaters. Right. And they had like metal detectors and people's phones were being confiscated. And no, that's, like, that's a new thing. I've, I've gone to a number of events where I've had to leave my phone basically in a bag uh, and uh, behind at a security station for things before. Yeah. Oh, I've never. Well, I've been to one premiere of a movie in my life, and that was Star Trek First Contact, right. <laughs> you know, and it, back then it's like, oh, you're going to take my razor. Come yeah. on. And and the metal detector thing, I mean, that's just an unfortunate that that's our new reality. Uh, I saw in the news today, actually, Disneyland is going to have metal detectors. You have to go through them now to get into the park. It's this is our new reality. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. I, and I saw it's, Tara. It's sad. Yeah. yeah, I saw Tara post that uh, if if season pass holders have to go through that line, then she's never going to renew. Um, uh, she won't be renewing. That that's that's reality now. They're they're going to make season pass holders go through a metal detector. And yep. wow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so much for the happiest place on earth. Well, it'll be gun free, I guess, in theory. <laughs> in theory. Yeah. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Independence Day. Either you love that movie or you hated that movie. Nope, that's not true, Jason. Why? Because I am uh, I am in the middle. Really? I, vague, I vaguely remember it. I don't particularly love it, but I remember it was okay. Hmm. So I okay. just ruined that statement for you. <laughs> oh, thanks for shitting on my line. No problem. <laughs> That's what you're here for. Yes. Uh, so I loved Independence Day. I know some fans of the show and some of my ex-roommates actually despise that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a new new <laughs> trailer out for the sequel. Yes. Independence Day Resurgence. Yes. I watched the trailer. It looked all right. It looked like the biggest steaming pile of crap I've ever seen. <laughs> It looked okay to me. Oh, but again, again, I'm in the middle about the movie anyways. What I do love about this entire campaign, though, is that they had to, they made a fake news site 
based in the universe that explains the death of Will Smith's character. I did not see that. I have well, to go find that. Movie. <laughs> that. Yeah, because if Will Smith was in the movie, I might have gotten behind it. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's in it, but without Will Smith, he was like the, the anchor of Independence Day, I thought. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. Boom. You know, come on. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I barely remember a name. Yeah, no, I, was, I, I can actually like, quote that entire movie in its entirety because I've seen it so many times. That is a bit frightening. It is. It's popcorn, though. I'd put it on. If it was on, I'd watch it. I, I don't mind the movie at all. Okay. Well, in addition to that trailer dropping, so did the trailer for the next Star Trek movie, Star Ugh. Trek Beyond. I watched oh. the trailer, and uh, to quote Han Solo, I have a very bad feeling about this. I know. Oh. It looks like shit. It looks so damn bad. Unfortunately, because we have given Abrams, and I told you guys this was going to happen. Yep. When we yep. gave Abrams the keys to both sci-fi kingdoms, he, he's busy with Star Wars. He passed off Star Trek to someone else. It looks horrible. The director of the fucking Fast and the Furious. Yep, how, how can that end well for anybody? I think they've just killed off another franchise, the franchise again. So if Star Neither Wars... They re, 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 reboot. Yeah, if Star Wars sucks... <laughs> yes. And... Then, then we've lost both. So yeah. I like the next 72 hours is key for JJ Abrams career because star Wars has to be good. Oh yeah. Cause if it's not good, he just killed two of the most beloved franchises in history and he will never work again. And he will probably be assassinated in his sleep by some guy wearing like a Darth Maul outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He will manage to become the most hated person in the sci-fi universe. He cannot go within 200 miles of any comic con. No, this is the biggest gamble in the history of science fiction, but I mean, you know, it's, this is just the first trailer. Who knows, but it does look like it's going to be, there's no way they can fix that. Look at that thing. It was, it was a mess. It was a total mess. Yeah, sadly so. I know. Uh, well, there may be something out there to to put us in a good mood uh, and uh, save our save our hopes for sci-fi. Apparently, there's a show, Sci-Fi, has managed to actually make a sci-fi show. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Siffy! Uh, it's called The Expanse, and uh, I've heard many people talking about it, and there's an article that I've got in the show notes from Salon, and uh, they're talking about how it's Battlestar Galactica meets Game of Thrones. Uh, supposed to be really good, uh, you know, after the disappointments of Man in the High Castle and Mr. Robot. I We'll see. Well, there's four episodes out, so you should get on yeah, that. I'm um, going to get on this after I finally see Star Wars. I've so. seen the first two episodes, and I haven't seen the other two because you have to go to siffy.com to watch those. Right. Uh, I'm just going to wait for them to come out on regular TV so I can watch it on my giant screen TV in HD. Yeah. Right. Um, eh. It's the yeah. expanse at this point. They're still they're still building the characters. They're still building the world. Um, the effects are beautiful. Um, I I don't know. It's I don't think I mean, Battlestar Galactica, the first two episodes for that, it was just like. I cannot stop watching this. I will not. You, you cannot stop me from watching this show. This one, I'm just it's like like the, the two hour premiere for Battlestar yeah, Galactica. Yeah, you know that's funny because everybody that I've tried to get to watch Battlestar Galactica cannot make it through that. And if they do, and they get into the real series, then they love it. I thought the original uh, premiere for Battlestar was just so good. Every uh, most people I show it to think it's just deadly slow and boring. Oh man, I like this. Uh, well, I let's loved give it. the expanse a chance, and we'll see what happens. I'll catch up with you, and then when the other episodes come out on TV, we'll we'll watch it and see. Yeah, yeah, give it a shot. I mean, it's not bad. It right. is definitely not bad, but it is not anything great. Yeah, it's it 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 hangs on a single premise that okay, we can now get to what uh, Jupiter in seven hours from Earth. 
So they found, you know, this, you know, basically uh, propulsion system that can get you somewhere faster. So we're like mining the asteroid belt and shit like that. So it, it comes down to it's a it's class warfare in right. the sci fi universe. It's nothing. And it comes from a, a book series. It's already been written, you know. Oh, oh, I should probably go read the books then. I'll probably like those much better. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, remember earlier when, uh, you know, we were talking about Taylor Swift and and how she, you know, uh, basically said, you got to take care of yourself and we got to stand up for ourselves as artists and all of that. And what part of her big plan was uh, denying Apple to, uh, her music? Yep. Well, she's getting paid a shit ton by Apple and putting up a giant concert and then she's going to show up on uh, their Radio 1 and she's going to do all these other promotions. So, you know, as long as she's getting a giant check, it's all cool. Hey, man, pay to play. Pay to play. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also just uh, because there's been a trend this year and I know you were ranting online about Serial and how you're worried about how it's tainting podcasting for everyone. Uh, Serial dropped with a, a surprise release. It just kind of came out. Nobody knew it was going to come that quickly. Uh, this is an article on Salon bitching about this process because, you know, Beyonce did it. Prince did it. Everybody's just kind of dropping things with no uh, no notice um, and complaining about it. And this is one of those times I'm going to go, you're a grumpy old person. Of course they're <laughs> going to do this. It is the new paradigm. It is what gets attention. And the hardest thing in the world right now is to get people's attention because everything is so fractured. So if you do something like this, you get a lot of links and you get a lot of articles written about it and you get a lot of retweets and people actually see it. So get used to it. This is the way it goes. Plus, when things sit around now uh, to do a big release, uh, they get copied or stolen off hard drives and get dumped out on the internets anyways. Yeah, I think so that... People, th yeah, as soon as something's mm -hmm. done, people put it out. Yep. I think that's really what it is. It's just like, we can't pre-announce it because somebody will, will steal it. steal it and put it out before you get there. So it's just like, okay, it's done. Get it out now. Yep. <laughs> Let's get as much money as we can before it's stolen, which takes about eight seconds as yeah. we've covered on previous episodes. Mm -hmm. So I saw Quentin Tarantino on uh, Colbert's show the other night. Did you listen to him on Stern? No, I haven't. Was he good? That was really interesting. I, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but he railed uh, on uh, the movie studio because uh, he wanted to be at the Cinerama Dome for 70 millimeter and uh, basically Star Wars bought it out. Yeah. And he yeah. said he was promised it and he's just uh, bitching and moaning. So. Okay. Well, I am going to go see it in 70 millimeter mm -hmm. on film at yep. uh, the Arclight which, you know, is the greatest theater in the world, even though it, that is the Cinerama Dome, but I'm going to go see it in Sherman Oaks in the Valley. Uh, so I've got my tickets. I'm going to see it the uh, day after Christmas mm -hmm. in full bore analog 70 millimeter. I have not seen a movie on film in so long because everybody's got digital projectors. So it'll be yep. fun to go back and like see hair and dust and stuff on the, <laughs> on <laughs> the film. Interesting. All right. And, and, well, well, hang on, hang on. News, Jason. No, hang on, hang on. Okay. This is also one of the few theaters that are doing an actual intermission because it's a three and a half hour movie. Some theaters are not doing an intermission, and this one is going to have an intermission where you can go out and get a snack and a cocktail and then come back and finish the movie. Wusses. <laughs> Hell yeah. I want to be Look, a bloody when they, Mary. When they, when, they, when they did the Lord of the Rings thing for the last movie, and they showed the extended editions of the first two Lord of the Rings at the Cinerama Dome, and I was there for that, I managed to make it through the extended editions and then go pee and eat. Well, no, they, 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 were, they, were, in, hey, they were intermissions between the movies. Yes, between movies, not in the middle of the movie. Well, those movies. Okay, I was there for the. Did you do the whole? Were we there the same day? Because I did the two extended versions and then the release of yeah. Return of the King. Yeah, I was there for that. Okay, so we were there together. I don't remember seeing you because I was. We'd run to the bar and get the Bloody Marys and then run back. 
Right. Because I, that's the other thing about the Arclight. They have the best Bloody Marys in town. All right. Can I do my breaking news now? Yeah, and do your breaking fucking news. I just saw this link. <laughs> this is awesome, and this is going to be really cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, the Twin Peaks teaser, the first look at Showtime revival of David Lynch drama, has dropped. So I have not watched it because I literally just saw the headline. It's in there. We'll all go look at it together and bask in the glory that I'm sure it will be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, other news. I bought uh, Pandora Premium this week. Uh-huh. because the ads were just getting getting to me. And here's the problem with Pandora Premium when you have a Sonos. They decide that uh, they want to stream the high-quality audio version, which is fine, except my entire Sonos system didn't work for the entire day because I was doing a time machine backup at the same time. You can't run time machine on your internal network with Apple Extremes and run Pandora uh, 1. I was like, okay. <laughs> like what the hell? can't be that much more audio anyway pandora premium i bought the whole year 56 bucks worth it skip the ads all right i'm not a pandora guy see i i use pandora way more than spotify now i might even cancel my spotify account because pandora does everything i needed to do there you go moron of the week martin shkreli Yep. Oh, big, big time in the news this week. As and, I, uh, yeah. as I said on my Facebook, uh, the internet is a wash and schadenfreude. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I have four links in, in the show notes for this that will be available at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 140. Um, yes, he, the best one is the, uh, Bloomberg article, uh, called Martin Shkreli accused of being surprisingly good at fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew something was going to happen. I mean, you don't get to be where he is and the kind of person he is without doing something pretty shady. And uh, when you bring that much attention to yourself, people are going to start to poke around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What he did was really bad. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's a giant douchebag with the the price of the pills or the Wu-Tang Clan album. Or Bill Murray. Yes, or Bill Murray. It has to do with the fact that he is a fraudster. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. And he's really good at it. He's and very good at it. The funny thing about the Bloomberg article is like when he was done, he actually pulled it off. And that's <laughs> the crazy part. The company that he stole from the, you know, the share price is above what it should be. Everything is fine. He actually pulled it off, but he yep. just got caught. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to go away. Yeah. They're facing up to 20 years in jail, him and his lawyer. Nuts. Yep. Um, Totally nuts. So and I hope that the uh, Wu-Tang Clan album ends up in a little box and he gets it 20 years uh, when he gets released. My favorite part, though, <laughs> is the Daily Dot has an article talking about, you no, know, the FBI doesn't have the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> album. But the best part about this is, <laughs> I'm sorry, the FBI's New York office tweeted, uh, hashtag breaking no seizure warrant at the arrest of Martin Shkreli today, which means we didn't seize the Wu-Tang clan album. I love that. That's awesome. The fact that the FBI is tweeting, sorry guys, we don't have it. We don't have the album either. I think is the best part of this story, but yeah, all the links are in the show notes. Check out the Bloomberg view article. That's the best one that gives you a complete overview of what he did and why he is such in such trouble. Basically. Yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, so good. See you, dude. Oh, no, it's not. 
friend of the uh, show, Hannah, actually posted this on, on her Facebook, and, and I grabbed it because I thought it was super interesting. Uh, we talk a lot about the evils of big data and how we should be scared of it, and rightfully so. Uh, but this is kind of uh, fun, big data charts. Uh, Day in the Life of Americans. It's from flowingdata.com, which is cool name. Um, and it kind of runs through charts of what Americans typically do at times with these really cool infographics. And uh, I just kind of enjoyed this. I'm guessing personal care is like pooping. One would assume <laughs> that's shower, poop, brushing yeah. of teeth, that sort of thing. Things like uh, that. Hope, things that we hope everybody else is doing. Ablutions. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's, it's just kind of cool. I thought it was super interesting. I'm going to explore this site more because I'm hoping that they have more stuff like this. Cool. Yeah, and then Engadget has an interesting guide. This is, uh, they put together a guide to the 2016 presidential election uh, running through basically every major candidate's uh, thoughts and uh, uh, published opinions on from the things that we actually care about, technology, basically. Mm -hmm. um, how they feel about, uh, you know, privacy stuff online, how they feel about everything, basically. So it's it's really cool and really interesting read. So if you're somewhat on the fence or don't know where the people stand, I highly recommend you check out the, the Engadget's Guide. It's pretty good. Okay, cool. Uh, I had our replacement for the Yule Log channel a couple of weeks ago, which was the sipping of scotch. I've now got a new one. Okay. Uh, this is five hours of Darth Vader's burning corpse from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Which you can pop on and have that be your Yule Log for this Star Wars season. <laughs> oh. I oh, thought that was great. Your lack of flame retardants disturbs me. <laughs> That's pretty good. I love that people find the time to put this shit together. Anyways, um, ran into something else, which was pretty awesome, because we did a little bit of the linguistics on YouTube last week. Uh, this one is... Uh, a video that shows why people in old movies talked funny. Uh, it's the old-timey voice, which I didn't realize that there was this... It, it's called the transatlantic or the mid-Atlantic accent, and it was prominent only in the early 20th century, and I had never heard of it, so I thought this was super, super interesting. I'm Did you watch to, the video? No, no, I haven't. I'm going to have to check this out. Oh, because you should I check it out, stuff. because basically it was actors were trained to speak in this specific... They, they took lessons in this particular accent, and it's why all old movies, they all talk that way. It's this uh, really short video, but super interesting. It's uh, I was thinking about it and ran across it because... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a friend of the show, John Resnick's birthday party. Uh, his wife had rented out the uh, silent movie theater on Fairfax. You know that place, right? Yeah, but I wasn't invited, so I don't give a shit. Well, no, you weren't invited. But uh, they showed uh, one of his favorite old movies, which is Arsenic and Lace. And there were two things that really disturbed me about it. I find it very difficult to watch old movies uh, because, one, there's always silence. Like, there's, there's no musical bed behind things, which every movie has now. There's always a score. There's always some music in the background in almost every scene in every movie. These movies, nothing. Um, and secondly, it's the accents. It's the way they talked. And, and people didn't talk like that back then yeah uh, she's a damn dirty rat you damn dirty yeah, it was, rat <laughs> it was a it was a radio and theater and movie thing um and this video runs through the whole process of it and why it happened and why it went away so super interesting i will definitely check that out because i am i am getting more and more into like you know so much voice stuff yes diction I, yes diction Mm -hmm. yes um but yeah no i definitely want to check that out that sounds really yeah, good I, I think you'll enjoy it and uh the other thing that was making the rounds that I just enjoyed because I think this guy's a hero. Um, I'm not a 911 truther or debunk or whatever they're <laughs> called these people. I mean, these people are friggin' idiots anyways. Tinfoil hat retards. Yeah, yeah, they're absolute idiots. But one of the biggest arguments is always the whole, the, you know, jet fuel couldn't have melted steel, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and this blacksmith named Trenton Ty basically shot 
a video saying, you guys are fucking idiots. Awesome. And it is genius. And he even does the mic drop at the end with a piece of molten steel. Nice. Uh, nice. Fantastic <laughs> video. This guy's a hero. I love him. I'm definitely going to be watching that one. That will definitely be in the show notes for sure. Yes. So that's it for me. What you got? I found a new Twitter, uh, basically a new Twitter account called mm-hmm. the Pessimists Archive. And it's pessimistic or pessimistic reactions to new technologies throughout history. Oh, well, you, I just you, looked at it now. Guess what? They're going to start a podcast. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, guys, <laughs> you guys, you really shouldn't do that. But um, if they do start the podcast, we're going to have them as guests at some point because I love their their Twitter account. They don't. I mean, it's it's new. They don't have that many followers, like 8,200 followers. Go check it out. They they have like old news articles about when new technologies come out, and they're hilarious. Oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, and <laughs> and these guys are uh, they're Canadian, believe oh, it or hey. not. So I like that. Like we, we love the Canadians, but yes, definitely you have to check this out. I found it this morning. A uh, friend of the show, Greg Cohn from Burner, uh, did a retweet to them. That's how I found them. So thank you, Greg, for uh, putting these guys uh, on my radar. This is, stuff is great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Just want to give a shout out to uh, Sean Bonner, who's swung by my party. Uh, his newsletter, uh, we have a link in the show notes. It's always enjoyable. And the damn donuts he brought to the party, which were friggin' delicious. So I want to shout out to a donut friend here in Los Angeles. If you've not tried it, oh my God. They make the <laughs> best donuts and they've all got awesome names uh, based on like punk rock bands and things like that. So, so good. Awesome yeah. stuff. You know, I make fun of vegans all the time, but I have to say that they generally do know where to get the best donuts. Yeah, I mean, you know, can't complain about that. Although the one I did try, which I suppose I thought had bacon in it, and I forgot that they were a vegan place. Um, vegan bacon, no. They got, so fa- they got faking. So, yeah, skip that one. But uh, all the rest of them were absolutely delicious, unbelievable. So thank you so much for bringing those, Sean. Okay. And the first time I saw this, I thought it said Donut Fiend, which would have been a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah. But anyways, and speaking of Bonner, many, many years ago, he introduced me to the artist named Coop. You know, okay. you know who Coop is, right? I'm a Coop, yes. He does the Devil Girls and the, yeah. you know, all the mm-hmm. hot rod stuff. Well, I have my first original piece of art from Coop. Okay, cool. And it is gorgeous. So I want to throw a shout out to Coop. If you are looking for really cool art, go check him out. Uh, link will be in the show notes. Super nice guy. We ended up talking about, <laughs> like I went went over to his studio, hung out for a bit to pick this thing up. And uh <laughs> He was just like, he was going off on internet trolls. It was, it was great. I'm just like, man, you, you're really pissed off about this whole internet troll <laughs> thing. And he's just like, yeah, it's just like, why don't you have a kid, man? But you just, you, you people don't need to be doing this shit. It's like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good stuff. And I do recommend if you haven't heard of Coop before, uh, he did an episode of the Mark Marin podcast, which is one of my favorite episodes of Mark Marin ever. Um, I highly recommend that. I, I need to dig that up and put it in the show notes because he's a smart guy, but also an amazing artist. So go buy some of his stuff. Yeah, do that. Very cool. Uh, and because it is the season and everybody needs a good beverage for the season, I stumbled across this and felt we should you know, include it in the show notes. Uh, Charles Mingus, who is a jazz, known as the angry man of jazz. This is supposedly his top secret eggnog recipe, and it contains, in quotes, enough alcohol to put down an elephant. Okay, I'm pulling up this recipe now. How how bad is it? It's bad. <laughs> if you're saying that, that's bad. One shot of rum, one shot of brandy, uh, bun- one egg for each one, and then more rum, 
and then uh, more brandy and more rum, and then more brandy and more rum, and then maybe some bourbon or some rum or some scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a good recipe. I I highly recommend everybody check it out. It's quite funny. Um, Speaking of the holidays, we will be off next week. Uh, We're going to take our Christmas break. So we will not be discussing Star Wars anytime soon, although Jason and I might get on the phone with each other to talk about how good and or bad it was. Yeah, yeah. Now, we will find out very shortly yeah. if it's uh, worth seeing. But, I mean, honestly, by the time we even talk about anything about Star Wars, it'll be just dead and gone. Pretty much. Or not. We'll see. Well, it depends on if the Force is strong with that one. Yes. If it sucks... I am going to be going off on J.J. Abrams and finding him, stalking him, and beating him <laughs> to a bloody pulp. For because, you know, if you if if you put Star Wars and Star Trek in front of me and you say choose, I will always choose Star Trek. I I'm just that guy. You're probably a Star Wars guy. I'm guessing. No, no, no. I I really love Star Wars, but I definitely find the the deeper Trek thing. Except for Trek keeps getting ruined. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's the, problem. the problem. You know, that's Ronald D. Moore. I he screwed up Star Trek and then he destroyed Battlestar Galactica with that last episode. I, I don't know what to say about that. Guy. I think you have a problem with Ron Moore because of the Battlestar episode. That's it. Cause I don't think he screwed up Star Trek. I think he did a decent job on Star Trek, but yeah. we can, we can talk, we can, we can actually have, maybe we should do it. Does not have legs on just Star Trek? <laughs> oh, the movies. Any, oh, no, man. just the, the entire, so the entirety of the franchise. Maybe. We could, or we can just keep it within the grumpy old geeks. It fits. Okay. Well, oh my God. Well, yeah, sad to not be here next week, but yes, I will be having some, some Christmas fair. So will you, yes. are, are you staying in Los Angeles? I am in Los Angeles through Christmas uh, Eve, and then I'm flying Christmas day and I will be in Toronto through New Year's. So that's my plan. All right. Well, f- safe travels. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Jason DeFilippo, and you can check me out at jpd.me. And I'm Brian Schillmeister, and you can follow me on Twitter at SlenderFungus. Everybody have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you soon. Happy Christmas. Grumpy Old Geeks is a fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars or tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by The Band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. Donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page, which works, at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Sochansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy. He's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 140. Dear J.J. Abrams, don't fuck it up. (laughs) 